there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And Jeff is back, baby. And we are all back, back. in the love of <laughs> yeah. cinema, a pot in we which we'll challenge cinema. one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Oh, I'm so excited. We're back, <laughs> Jeff. This Jeff, is... just, just, this is believing. <laughs> yeah, 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 he fucked uh, it up. First time back. Oh, that's so great. He, he forgot the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, forgot the you intro. Um, you cha- well, yeah, because me being back was part of the intro. You ass. Okay, so, so we're a positive film podcast. We only stick to positive criticism about a film if we have to. We just have to say anything negative, or if something comes across as really stupid about any film, we're gonna play a sound, which is this. And that means that we have to take a drink because we turn this into a drinking game. Positivity drinking game. I hope you pour a beer and join us at home. So pour yourselves a glass and do a fuck ton of hallucinogenics. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to talk about Annette. Is that is that where you went with this film? You were like, hmm, what hallucinogenics <laughs> were they on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to be talking about Annette, people. Annette. It's that movie that you saw when you were on Amazon Prime that was like an Adam Driver movie called Annette with Marion Cotillard. What the fuck is this? And I saw the movie and I'm with you. So let's do it, people. Annette. <laughs> available right <laughs> Right now he's off to a good start <laughs> as long as you pay your amazon prime subscription fee you can watch annette for free ish right now before we discuss this film john is there anybody that we should shout out today i think we're gonna shout out the usual suspects his name is carlos barozzo his job our beer sponsor his handle on instagram C Bar 2019. That is C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R-2019. And if you're digging the music on this episode and every single episode, you know where to find it. It's soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist. All the music is provided by the artist Dasein. Please go get that music for free. Download it. Listen. Love it. Follow us on all the handles, all the platforms uh, at the Love of Cinema pod, except we're just at the Love of Cinema on Twitter. Hit us up. We'll get back to you. Give us some suggestions for movies to talk about. Should have seen it by now. Was it really that bad? Anything else, basically. We want to hear what you have to think. Guys, what the fuck are we doing yeah, this we've, episode? We've, we've made it really easy, too, now. Because if you go to the link tree, there's a button there where you can suggest a film. Yes. Check link it out tree. in the show notes. Link tree. Link we have tree. a link tree. We got that. So simple. Go to our was... show notes. You can find all this information in every single episode. Please hit us up. Follow these things. Dave works so hard. It's so fluid and easy to get in touch with us to see our information mm. we're very proud of his work we're so excited i may already be drunk there's also a <laughs> random episode of the week on there now <laughs> oh fun 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 guys this is you know what the kid is back the kid is back jeffrey how are your three weeks away i just i think for, for the fans was it amazing were you sick of us were you happy not to listen to us i know you didn't listen to the episodes three weeks. so so how was it i did listen to the episodes <laughs> i did listen and he did and since you all especially dave made frequent appearances on the matt and mark movie show and you had some guests including mark monstrosky on this yeah. podcast and then dave was on there so i listened to a lot of movie podcasts while i was driving all over the place and not looking at our Facebook feed to see in the posters <laughs> what movies we're doing this week. But I did see Annette in there. Happy to be back, people. I deny all of the charges, but I'm back. I'm here. And I watched Annette. Are you ready? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like I should just correct myself because I made a joke about uh, taking a bunch of fucking hallucinogenics and 
if you do a whole bunch of drugs before you see this, you may need a psychiatrist after. So don't oh, try that at home, on. kids. I would come also on. recommend. It's, it's like w- no, no, it's, it's it, it would mess you up if you're on drugs. I would also recommend not doing hallucinogenics <laughs> and then watching this movie. Um, can Pussies. I get into the pitch? Is there anything else you got? Any <laughs> other it, any other it. preamble you want to get into? Okay, cool. Jesus, um, I have a buzzer, but it's just it's just sad. Okay, here we go, people. Let's go, Annette. I said it. Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard. Wait, what's the name of this movie? Simon. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, and Simon Helberg yeah. star in this movie by French director Leos Carex. Did I say that even close to right? I'm not sure. Sure. I don't mean to, yeah, I don't mean I, I don't mean to don't say it flipping flippantly. I just I genuinely don't know. Leo's Carrick's yeah. it was written by the male brothers, who you may know from Sparks and yes. their songs, which include Yodel for a Hanging, <laughs> Angst in My Pants, and mm. Now That I Own the BBC. Although, if you were alive in the 70s, which one of you could tell me how that was, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us was apparently a huge hit. They also wrote some songs for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw John reach for it. I'm like, I'll handle it that happen. Uh, <coughs> I should be clear here. These are the writers of the film who write music as well. They are a duo. Hmm. That wishes they were wham, but they came first. And they wrote a song called Ar- <laughs> Armies of <laughs> They wrote a song called Armies of the Dead for Fright Night. And apparently they wrote another song for Leos Carrex in a film. Okay, okay, I'm gonna stop you there, because the, the this is the fucking Sparks Brothers. Yeah. Like they're one of the most influential bands that nobody's ever heard of. Edgar Wright has a two hour and twenty minute documentary on these guys. Yeah. Like, so and I saw them at the beginning of the movie and I'm like where do I know those guys from? Because they appear in the first number. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, oh, by the way, did we mention this is a musical? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. No, <laughs> yeah. I should say that, I guess. But I saw them in the first number and I was like, what? where do I know those guys from? And I looked it up and I'm like, it's the fucking Sparks Brothers. And this movie immediately went up like two points in my book. It did? Yes. What, what, do you, how, what do you know the Sparks? Can I think on that? Or is that all you wanted to say about the Sparks? Is there, what, what is your... Um, well, I, I know them because of the Edgar Wright documentary. I've been following. Yeah, like, you can't just say, "Oh yeah, the, the Sparks Brothers." There's not in the future about no, they, them that I don't they, know anything about the subject matter. I mean, anyone that's even close to my age listening to this will know or have heard at least right. one of the Sparks Brothers things. Like they, everyone, they, they're a massive. The Mayo Brothers. Influence. Apparently, they they have a big stage per- persona and like watching too. I don't know. I looked it up. Okay, so they wrote a whole lot of songs about this. This is borderline operetta shit. This that this movie is Annette. So much music. Um, the Leos Carrick's is a French director who apparently doesn't like child actors. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie is about... <laughs> I guess that's an inside joke, if you know. Totally so right. it's about the short... We do talk about movies eventually on this <laughs> the podcast. Short, in case the short description is time. a stand-up comedian, Adam Driver, and his opera singer wife, Marion Cotillard, have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. The longer description is Los Angeles nowadays. This is on IMDb. Henry is a stand-up comedian with a fierce humor. By that, it's basically performance art on stage. And Marion Cotillard, an Mm. internationally renowned opera singer. Together, under the spotlight, they form a happy and glamorous couple. The birth of their first child, Annette, a mysterious girl with an exceptional destiny, will turn their lives upside down down that's where i'm gonna leave it this is a net 
<laughs> on Amazon Prime. Who wants to go first with their initial thoughts or takeaways of seeing this film? I think yesterday. We all saw this yesterday. So we're a day away. That's true. I watched this last night after packing boxes because I'm and? living at the moment in New York. John, uh, I'm not going first. Someone else go first. Well, let's 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 give it a little more context because you know what? After seeing this, I also finished it last night. I wish I would have watched it earlier in the week. I'm very busy, but I wish I would watch it earlier in the week because I think I would have wanted to watch a couple more of this guy's films to like get an idea. Because you look through his uh, resume, he is no stranger to a lot of the major festivals around the world. They seem to love him at Cannes. Um, mm. He's had several films. Oh, this is. This is definitely him in fine form. Yeah, I mean, like, this, this, this guy... Is, this is yeah, what he makes. Holy Motors, I've definitely heard of his 2012 film. Uh, Tokyo, Boy Meets Girl, apparently it was a really magnificent uh, feature debut. And, you know, I have some cinephile friends who have been into this guy for a long time. So I, I, even just from word of mouth for that kind of context, I had a feeling this was going to feel like, like a perhaps surreal, but definitely like alter-driven style I knew it was a musical, so I thought it was going to be like, all right, there's no way this guy is going to do something straightforward. And and you know what? We were right. You were not wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah. this was... Uh, I, uh, I'm i going to go to bat for this and say that it was... Uh, I think there are two ways to watch this film, and I think you can still enjoy it either way. You can either, one, it can actually really speak to you, and you can enjoy this kind of strange take on how to do, one, just musical theater on film, um, the story could speak to you. You could, you know what I mean? Aesthetically, you could actually have an emotional reaction. I did really like this. I think it's also kind of impossible not to appreciate, even just intellectually, what he achieved, uh, what they achieved. I think this was the most original musical I've seen since Moulin Rouge. Um, I think that Chicago and some of the other ones Ooh, that we've spoken about are, uh, you know, Really, really excellent. There, there have been, a, you know, maybe one or two or three really excellent movie musicals in the past 20 or 30 years. But in terms of like crazy innovation, I remember I was just so blown away by Moulin Rouge when I was younger. I hadn't really seen anybody mm. do anything like that um, since, you know, maybe like 30 or 40 years before that, when the when they were still making a lot of musicals, there were a few chances taken. This was probably I mean, the most innovative one is, I've seen in 20 if, plus years. Though. If anything, this is the anti-Moulin Rouge. Like mm -hmm. Moulin Rouge was spectacle and bright. This is dark as fuck. Yeah. And, and classically, like so, classically, yeah. and I, I don't want to put him in a box. I don't want to put them in a box, but I think everyone will know what I mean when I say positively, very French auteur style. So like a lot of sustained camera a lot of long takes, a lot of very, very whittled down. How do we get people just simply telling a story through song? And how do we do that cinematically? How do we have them repeat the yeah. same lines mm -hmm. over and over What was Tom Hooper going for in Les Mis? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Hey, you guys, I mean, let's just say, I don't know if you still have some of the songs stuck I in don't. your head, which, you know, I, I, that's not a way to measure a musical, but I think that there are, you know, you need some of your familiar themes to kind of get people gripped, but it's the way that he filmed this that I thought was so, was so interesting. And I hope we'll talk a little bit more in detail, but my, that's my initial take. I appreciated it intellectually and like form in terms of form and the way they actually made it. And it actually did speak to me. I thought it was very original and I was very... It was very refreshing gosh to alarm. see the musical take The chances. gosh alarm, people. Yeah. So unexpected in an initial <laughs> takeaway. I liked it, man. I liked Especially it. considering the like the, the com some of the comments that are, um, yeah. have been made about this film so far online. Like, it's it, They have well, not me, been kind at all. God damn Jeff, it. Jeff, what do you think? We are a positive film yeah. podcast, people. And I think 
the joy of this podcast is <laughs> is making sure Dave and I have our fingers on the buzzer. I think the joy of this podcast is, <laughs> yeah, is, right, is yeah. actually genuinely trying to to redeem a movie um, and prop up movies because we love movies. We don't want to just get on here and shit on movies and give examples of movies that we liked better or anything like that. So with that in mind, I'm going to buzz you for honestly, not getting to the that's fucking my, point. That's in a my point. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work really hard on this one. I'm gonna work. I, that is my goal. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get dragged down by how I. By how I actually felt about this movie. <laughs> Close enough. Now, now to back, to be fair, be with everything John just said, and to that, not only just the production design, the way it was filmed, the tone. We always talk about tone. Um, Every everything about the way it was filmed was magical. I I will one up it and say the acting performances. Thank God, thank God. Especially considering Marion Cotillard was not the first choice. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you want Academy Award winner Marion no, Cotillard third. in your movie? I don't know. So she was at least the third. Apparently, maybe even the fourth choice for this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, fourth actually. Yeah, because Kristen Stewart also turned it down, yeah. and that's not a joke. Damn. <laughs> to her credit, she turned down because she Mara, who were attached to the film at certain points, and apparently the film She's delayed, like, delayed, yeah. delayed, delayed. So there's masterful stuff going on here. There's really, really good work. There's good introspective, good film acting work where you don't really know what's going on behind the eyes, but you know it's meaningful. Um, and that's what I want to say about it. That's my initial takeaway. Dave, what did you think? <laughs> so safe. Well done. Well done, you did. That was very, very safe. I think I saw the play what? of this above the Producers Club in New York City one year. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. I'm giving you that. Get a drink. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, why? Why did you no, make okay, that joke? Okay, look. Yeah. Uh, no. No, it's, uh, because it did... I have a, had a very different reaction to this, even though it was a, it, almost of a similar style. Um, like the, it was it was very long, and so was the play that I saw, and I kind of put the two together. But for some reason, I had a very different visceral response to this film. And John pointed out earlier, like there's two ways to enjoy this film. One is if it just speaks nice. to you, and for some reason, this did. Mm-hmm. And it it got me from the get go when was, they're like, cool. "May we begin?" Yeah. Um, and there's this whole number, and like, granted, the like the opening, like not just the opening number, but like dialogue, like the musical dialogue all the way through this repeats like a wiggles up. Yeah. But yeah, it's very, it's yeah. it's part of the style, and it's it's built into it. I did love they did the entire like including a costume change and a pause for a lighting change mm-hmm. in one giant fucking take in the opening number from a studio down a street to getting on a bike and riding off. Like it's it's a giant wonder. It's great. Um, very, again, very not like I said, Sparks Brothers too. Like a, just, it, yeah, yeah, it was. Simple, it was yeah. like I didn't notice until yeah. I was like, they haven't cut yet. Uh, like I've noticed this about ninety seconds, two minutes in. Um, I feel like this is definitely a film for filmmakers, yeah. yeah, who will appreciate the way it's made. But again, the performances, some of the really fucking bold stylistic choices, and I, I, I'd heard what this was, and I'd seen some of the comments. Uh, one. One of those famous comments on IMDb is someone who was basically saying, uh, it's really funny watching this score, like the IMDb score, drop as mainstream cinema yeah. people find this movie. For sure, yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, yeah, this is not a mainstream movie. This is going to be divisive. You're either going to love it or hate Absolutely. it or like blatantly not understand it. But 
I I can't say I understood everything that was going on, nice. but for some reason this really spoke to me. Me too, dude. I would say the exact same thing. I didn't get yeah, it necessarily. I'd like, I, yeah, I'm, it's well, like the, we're in the bizarro world. I'm agreeing with John. Yeah. But it's it's like yeah. yeah, this was this was so well made. I agree, dude. The only thing and the only thing I will fault is and it's it's a personal choice because I have a real aesthetic problem with fifty percent composites and they overutilized them at the beginning and then just didn't do it for ages and then they slipped one in. Explain, explain three quarters of explain what that uh, means. Basically where you over you okay, so you overlay two pieces of footage, but you overlay them like the second one at like fifty percent, or you overlay both of them at fifty percent. Um so that they blend into each other. And it it kinda it this was shot on digital, so it it doesn't work as well in that medium. I feel, and I didn't. The only one that I liked was when he was in the bed and she was laying with him, which yeah. happens later in the film. It almost, and it's a fifty percent composite there, and that's the only one that I really like felt benefited the film. But that's that's being really picky. Yeah, like that's me being really picky. Everything else in this, and we'll get into like more of it a little bit later, like some serious fucking spoilers about like where this goes mm-hmm. but everything else about it was so stylistic yeah. and i had to i had to liken it to like my favorite film in the world scott pilgrim yeah dude where he was just like i'm gonna make this film and fuck you if you don't get it completely agree man i couldn't agree more i feel like the and i res- i respect that and i will sit and i i was compelled to sit there and like find out what happens in the story i was like granted this is like occasionally of- with the repetitive lyrics <laughs> i drift a little way but i always wanted to know what happened next and i feel like the uh I'll I'll even say, and this isn't a negative thing, but sometimes the writing, the actual story, was was not surprising to me. I, I wasn't bored, or I didn't mm. think it was like super cliche or predictable. I would, it's not negative, but it was the telling. It was so stylized that yeah. things that we have seen before, the motifs of of that you that you see in these classic kind of love tragedies mm. and music theater, especially. It was the way he told it. It was but so yeah. original. I know that's cliche, but like it was so original that no, you kind of is. This you is something you have not it. seen before. Yeah, literally, I mean, if you want to yes, see something, yes. you like they say there's no original stories anymore, but there's certainly original ways to tell them. That's all we've got, right? And, yeah. And he, he came up with a really, really fucking original way to tell us. And like this was originally an album. Uh, like they conceived this as an album, like a concept and then album. they wrote they they kind of turned it they kind of turned it into a musical, and it didn't get off the ground, and then they. They came across him at Cannes uh, one year, and he was like, "They were like, let's do this," uh, and yeah. that's how it was conceived. And I'll tell you what, I, we've already got to hang out at more film festivals, man. Honestly, if this is what's dude, let's go to fucking Cannes. Yeah. Uh, I think that for because yeah. I, I am gonna I'm gonna pimp our co-host Jeff into telling us what he what he didn't agree with on that. But I do want to say that I feel like I feel like for me, <laughs> Jeff's Jeff's freaking out because I agreed with the you. The overwhelming, <laughs> the overwhelming thing that I couldn't stop looking at is not it, it. It's as well as the style and things Dave and I were just saying. Something that I think is often missing in um, very stylized music theater, even on the stage, but definitely in films, is like a, a shameless sincerity. You either have the wonderful, like, ones that have a good wink, you know, like a Singing in the Rain, which we have praised for a very specific kind of self-aware comedy. This also had a kind of a wry, more drier self-awareness, but it had this, this more important ingredient that I'm talking about for, for dramatic music theater, where, like, they know that they're singing songs and they're repeating lyrics and they're creating kind of like this mantra style, but it's the acting, the performances and the way they shot it had such a seriousness and a sincerity about it that you kind of, mm. when they were kind of poking fun at those motifs, you kind of couldn't help but, but realize that that was art 
poking fun, like an artist poking fun at it, not not trying to make the audience be like, you're in on this too, right? It was almost like they were they knew you had never seen anything like this before. And I couldn't I couldn't stop. I, yeah, like I just I, I couldn't look away from it. Yeah, this this was a really really good surprise. Jeff, what do you think, dude? What, what I mean, do you, Jeff, I'm not trying to tell quiet. you to say anything like negative, but but <laughs> Jeff and I just to remind people, like we all three come from like we have plenty of experience with music theater. Jeff still is involved with it. I love our Teaches setup for it. any musical. No, I'm just curious, dude. Like we can all talk. We all have plenty of opinions about this particular form uh, on stage um, yeah, and like, in film. Um, and two of us really, really enjoyed this. I'm just curious why it didn't, what didn't land for you? Um, it's, that's a good, that's a good question. That's a really good question that I was really He's hoping like, would come today. How do I answer today. that without getting buzzed? I just, I also <laughs> saw the Karate Kid this week and I was just like focusing uh-huh, so much sure, of my thoughts sure. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Annette is the Karate Kid of um, the musical genre. Um, there, well, first, uh, um, I lo- I loved the opening too. Actually, it was it was really fascinating. They start in this weird record studio, and I had no idea what this movie was about outside of that. And by the way, the kid it keeps saying it's about this two this this couple, the opera singer and the the comedian. This famous couple have a kid, and their two year old daughter has a surprising gift. So I'm almost thinking like it's going to be supernatural or something. And it's like the kid and is they, they they almost lead you down that path as well. The too, kid's not the even first... bored for an hour. So I hate when yeah, movies yeah. do that to me. And I'm like, the movie is about. Forget the first hour. This is what it's about. We don't know what else to say about yeah. it. And and that's fine. Um, Act one Ed- was really long. <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, Edward, Albee, Edward Albee used to say any movie that can be, any play that could be summed up in one sentence should be one sentence long. So I'm not opposed to movies that are like this where I'm just waiting for the, the movie to start. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with a lot of setup and a lot of preamble. I think there was, the, the one thing that the music theater does that it, it fails at time and time again is going back and forth between realism and uh, music. The music is never set in realism ever. We never sing in real life. And if we do, it's a song. It's not our thoughts. Um, I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Don't sit there at home and be like, I sing all the time. No, you don't. No, you fucking don't. If you're breaking up with your significant other, you would not sing it to them. You would just fucking say it straight. I hope. (laughs) I really, really hope. And this movie, it, I think one of the reasons I that... I mean, I want to see that scene played out. Let's make a YouTube sketch about that, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it's every musical, and it's not as funny as you wish it was. That's what happens. Um, <laughs> with this, I, I I actually... You guys are convincing me of all of its merits. I, I will say it was a very difficult watch because there's so many songs. Every time there's just singing... There's one song uh, that I wrote down, which is um, after his stand-up, which, by the way, uh, to finish my last thought about the, the realism, Adam... Driver does these stand-up sketches, but it's not Mrs. Maisel. It's not any other stand-up special you've seen or any TV show about a comedian. Oh, I've seen stand-up like this. Well, it's like <laughs> it, I, <laughs> calling it Andy Kaufman would, would seem like you didn't know anything about what you're talking about, but it's performance art on stage. He's mm, almost making yes, fun of what you expect about comedians. And in his presentation of it, even though the camera, as John alluded to and Dave said about like the oneers and the long-held shots so that you can't hide and it's not clever, like snappy, like music video editing where they do an edit every second. Dave has filmed a lot of those, I'm sure. But it seems like it's just like a real set, but it's not. It's actually faster paced than it would be in real life. And it's so absurd that it can't be embedded anywhere in realism. So the music actually does lend itself to this. I think that the holdup for me was just, for instance, this song about him leaving his comedy special and going to visit his wife and all of the camera people do this 
it wasn't even choreographed to this like henry how about a smile you never smile you don't smile henry let's see a smile and it was really torturous for me and i i don't know why like i understand that this is a musical and and music can be done a million different ways but to me this sort of it it almost seemed like they were trying to do one of those snl bad high school theater sketches i don't know if you've seen them um i know I don't mean bad theater, meaning like it's bad, but no, I, I know the one. It's a style. And it, there's Emma Stone does one. Elizabeth Banks does another one. And there's one where all of the, they're all wearing black and they're in a black box. So if you can picture your, your local black box mm-hmm. with like a black cube on stage and everybody's wearing blacks. There's, there's one South sketch. Park does a really good one as well. <laughs> there's one happy, where they just be happy. Everybody's happy. They, they do this scene where they're like, how about a selfie? How about a selfie? And they're like, look, a celebrity. How about a selfie? How about a selfie? Oh, look, a scientist. We don't care. And that's the sketch. And it's supposed to be like a bad theater trying to accomplish all of the world's problems. And to me, this like, hey, Henry, how about a smile with all the camera people? It, it felt like it was trying to do that, too. But it, it, it did not land in satire. It didn't land in comedy. It didn't land in in anything deep for me so it was just them barking at me about this stuff we and i just didn't it just didn't click and i would love for it to have clicked like both of you were pause i'm propping this up because it might have clicked but there's going to be a lot of people who watch this movie who are going to be like this is torturous i want to turn this off. oh yeah no absolutely like yeah we one of our uh, recent guests uh from the matt and mark movie show apparently lasted 30 minutes i'm actually really i i (laughs) the reason i like them because i thought they would just be i thought they would be complaining too much but i like it because they get right to the point they're not like me who waits until half an hour through the episode is slowly they're like fuck this movie (laughs) (laughs) because the truth is i i if i didn't have a podcast i wouldn't have finished this movie but that doesn't mean that it wasn't done really well by amazing people (laughs) but but the story doesn't matter it's a very simple story and it's two hours and 20 minutes of these songs. And and the one that stuck out to me is just because Chloe walked in during the birthing scene where they're like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. And we couldn't decide if it was stupid or brilliant, which I guess is what they were going for. But mm. but I don't even remember the scene anymore. I just remember Chloe making fun of the song. And that's my memory of this movie. <laughs> So there was nothing about it that was like, God, I can't wait to see what's next. And this is the birth of Annette. <laughs> it's the scene. It's the birth of the kid. It wasn't even like, I can't wait to see the kid. I was like, fuck this song. I got to get out of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Okay, that's my. No, that's my okay. So let's 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 bring it. Let's bring it in for um, like, I guess, the biggest spoiler spoiler of the film. So we're going to throw down a massive spoiler alert right now. Now, you know what everybody um, feels about this movie. Go watch it on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's only two hours and 21 minutes of your life. And then come back. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so Annette, as appearing one hour into the film, give or take, is a puppet. Yeah, yeah. At the entire way through the film, except for maybe five minutes. And uh, I, at first, I was like, when they like when they first did the birthday scene, I'm like, there's something wrong with that baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and and it was like that, that's weird. And then I was like, that baby has like wooden knee joints. What the fuck? And like that that kind of threw me for a bit. I wish I'd gone in knowing that that happened. 
Oh really? I, I liked being um, so weird. A little, a little. What? It was cool. <laughs> I, 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 I actually kind of liked being weird. Thank God maybe the baby. Thank God the but, baby was a puppet. If it was just a normal I, kid I, I that they were torturing, so I would have been time. like, "Get out of that set, parents! I, take this kid home." <laughs> I wasted so much time being distracted by that. I think that I I might have missed some stuff that was going on. But like then once I finally realized that like, okay, they're doing this with a puppet, I was on board. I'm like. This this is fucking amazing. Like I've seen this technology before. Yeah. Because that was entirely practical. Um, except for obviously for the flying, which was CG. But uh like I've seen this technology before. Um David Straussman, I think, I believe, pioneered it. Um, he's a famous uh ventriloquist who has two uh two puppets that he uses the most in his show, and one is Chuck, who is absolutely raw and like it's it's not for kids and the other one is teddy bear and one tortures the other but like chuck at one point sells david straussman's soul to the devil during the show and at the end of that show he stands up and walks and there's no one controlling him he stands up on stage and walks what the fuck and it's yeah and it was amazing for the time and then but what they've done now with like this thing, because like apparently there were like various controllers the whole way through it. Like sometimes it was a tech controlling it, sometimes it was Adam Driver controlling it. Yeah, it looked like oh. it was using. So multiple. he's pulling that performance and driving a fucking puppet at the same time. Like this, this was like a that's that's what I talk about when I when I say it's a bold choice. Because once I realized what they were doing, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. I, I think if you're them, you're, you're you're so proud, and and, and you, no matter which side they landed out, I bet you they enjoyed it because they know probably what's behind all these words. But the performances really are they're really amazing. I, I really don't know what Marianne Cotillard was singing about with all that opera stuff, and I, I have no idea what was going on with those songs. She it's, she's not even in an opera. Are they concerts? Um, what what is she talking about? I, I really don't know anything about what she's going yeah. on. But, no, I, she, but had, she had to have been in an opera. There were theater legs. Yeah, but then what's up with this guy being like, I'm her accompanist? And I was like, what? <laughs> Operas usually have really like 35-piece orchestras. What do you well, mean? Well, the orchestra was like there. No, he's just, he's just the guy who uh, helps her rehearse. But, but he started this song about how he's the accompanist like during one of her shows. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, doesn't... okay. That was, a, that, all right, granted, that was a little confusing. Just, that was his intro to the movie. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just saying like, it would, <laughs> it would be like her... It, what she was internalizing upstage in this opera performance it was just, it was very abstract it was it was not realism in any way shape or form so don't it doesn't matter what it was about i've just all i'm saying to you is even though i felt like i had gotten my fill earlier than both of you she was brilliant she was brilliant i don't know if she was singing mm. they kept saying everybody was singing if that was really her i'm really fucking impressed i have a yes, feeling it, it was. was that's incredible yeah it was um really pretty much singing. everyone did their own singing including adam driver it's brilliant, and what she was working on was was which, really which great. makes me think. Think like seriously, we could have had Kylo singing to Baby Yoda in a jail cell. This is how Rise of Skywalker should have ended. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> um, and she was a better singer than him. Although he he is a fine voice, he's a fine voice, but he's probably better for I mean, Brecht than he, this. I mean, he's he, pretty yeah, close, he, I guess. He did a he did a good job. Like he yeah. he was yeah. It just didn't matter. I think they did a good job establishing that. He doesn't have to yeah, no, you know, sure. sing well. People shout on La La also, Land for it, but for also, this, it's no, it but also he's matter. yeah, but in, in, in this case it was almost appropriate because his talent was dwarfed by her. Mm-hmm. Literally in the movie. True. And that's one of the issues he had. Yeah, I just couldn't stop being being impressed with the way the thing that always frustrates as Jeff was saying, like the realism fact is not realistic, and it's always so frustrating when movie musicals don't 
capture that in some very specific stylistic way. Uh, and I think the best ones usually do that. So the fact that this one was going with a very absurd take, it just kept, it kept being pleasant. It was just so pleasant to me that I never felt like they were slipping into that, that place where like it was, anything was supposed to be normal or linear or realistic. I was, I mean, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm not the great, I'm not the best contemporary music theater fan. I think all of it is very poppy now. I think a lot of it is, is trying to be somewhere between Frozen and Sondheim. And it just doesn't, it doesn't always work for me anymore. It's, it's, it's consistently frustrating. So it was just so, it was just so nice to not even see somebody trying to do one of those things or both of those things. They were just like, no, we're not going to do that at all. And you're not going to understand. And you're either the kind of person who likes that. Like, as we, maybe we should clarify this even more. Simply put, I don't think people who love musicals will na- will inherently love this. And I don't think people who love, um, I don't know, like any, any kind of uh, linear style. The Bachelor of Paradise, any television show. Yeah, you have to be a, you have to be into like challenging storytelling, challenging theater or challenging cinema. Like this is, this is not avant-garde, but it is closer to that than it, you know, than like a, a, st- a typical linear style story. The puppet the puppet baby was, it's just like the, the essential aspect of it for me. Like, I, I don't know who's shitting on that. I think that is so interesting. I think this could have been taken down. I don't down. know if a lot of people that are shitting on this movie even got that far. And that, to be and honest, that, that could be true. Um, I know it was long. Yeah. And uh, also given, given everything John just said, I'll, I'll let the audience decide which one of us is almost 50. Cause John just did the musical equivalent of get off my lawn. So. You know what though? I don't even fucking care. <laughs> right? I mean, everything. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, delayed, bu- <laughs> delayed buzz. Delayed buzz. I, I had a phrase. Drink. Okay, you can drink again. What, John? Yeah, I just. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, people who don't like this. I, I'm not even going to look online to listen to the fucking modern contemporary music thespians talking about how these people can't sing very well. And that's how they fucking judge everything about don't, the the quality don't of voices. Don't read about the modern musical thespians. They yeah. have enough. Yeah. They have it's enough like the shit that right it's the don't... shit that people talked about. Fucking La La Land. Yeah. Like they couldn't even get past the fact that there was a director trying to do something that isn't normally what is acceptable in contemporary music theater. And I don't know. I, I just... mean, that that was a director wanking off to Hollywood. To be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, we're not. This movie. This podcast isn't about La La Land. But I think I think he was at least trying to do something something fresh but this is way more challenging than la la land let's let's at least let's not compare these hmm. two this is way more this challenging way better than la la land i thought it was more interesting this is emotional every everything he did was was rooted in emotion and i think that 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 reads i think that checks out i think it's pretty cool it's a good go it did although i will say hmm. i think my favorite parts of this movie were not rooted in like a relatable emotional thing like the the normal things that you could kind of see okay that's what's happening in this story spoiler alerts this is when somebody dies. This is when a baby is born. Like the, the typical things that you could actually relate to. It's the way he showed uh, the way the first time the baby like starts to, spoiler alert, have a talented expression. I won't say exactly what happens. It's the way the baby, uh, when she's performing, the way they do the montage, the way he filmed um, their, their love montage, like falling in love. It was just such an... It was just such an interesting telling. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's not wrong with any of that, but I, I will say, and we're, we're going to have to wrap this up in a second, but I will say it is worth getting to the end of this movie. And this is the massive spoiler for the duet with Adam Driver and the human in that when she, she be, becomes yeah. real to him. 
because I, I mean, I've had this discussion with my wife about this because she wa- she got wrapped up in this as well. She sat down and watched at least two thirds of it, um, and it was like she she came up to the, with the opinion that it, like he sees her as an object to be used because that's how he sees everything and that's why she's a puppet. But the second she distances herself from that and becomes a person, and it, like where she's saying, "No, you can't love me," and that then she becomes human. And that fucking duet, that kid is amazing. It was great, yeah. That was awesome. Like, Devin McDowell, she's done, like, one other thing. This was, like, her second, maybe maybe a second film. And, like, it was a spectacular performance from a kid that age. Yeah. It's worth sitting through for that scene because that scene is so fucking powerful. That was a great scene. I and did, I, 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 I did catch that with the... The, the 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 child became real to Adam Driver. That was it was really. They're also both mm. performers. I think there's tons of thematic commentary on performing and his judgment for yeah. and Marion Cotillard for the bows and like the the way he saw the way she performed. If he thought it was more false, yeah, she dies and, every night. Yeah, there's a lot of wonderful commentary Which that we haven't talked about at all. Like from a yeah from a comedian standpoint, dying is when you fail. Yeah, and yeah. the foreshadowing. Yada yada. So, I do want to say. Uh, yeah. What Jeff was saying earlier about the it, it did or didn't work when there was like I I hope that they that they were trying to write some of the uh, the oh, wretched to I just realized motifs. dying dying is dying is when you fail killing is when you succeed yeah and he says that the first time I killed them and she yeah. says I saved yeah, them I, I love yeah. those yeah. lines yeah uh, but the the yeah. motifs the wretched to stuff I think it was supposed to be like isn't music theater bad when it's like this I, I did get that feeling when it was like yeah isn't yeah, this yeah. a joke because they also could write some I, I loved that theme the audience we love the each audience other is so singing much. in unison flipped, yeah this flipped genres like three times during the movie like it, it was at one point it was scary at one point it was dramatic at one point he it suddenly Adam Driver's dropping comedy lines during his song, and I laughed out loud. And so, like, th- it just keeps reinventing itself as you're watching it. Yeah, like th- all the way this, up to yeah, the last I, moment. This got me. Th- this what did you guys good. think of the ending? We, we just praised the last scene as a whole, but did you think the ending landed like his his last line? Just the way that scene wraps up, and then it's just over. It just it just leaves you. It's a yeah. It's a quick out. He basically did exits you watch through the credits? Back. Yeah, I did. Well, this movie's a this movie's a yeah. lot about celebrity and fame and the skeletons in your performance closet. and yeah. So the fact that the comedian who's a star essentially has his life story literally end like that after a scandal leads to a you know a crime essentially and leads to a falling out. Um, allegorically, it checks out. Checks out perfectly. The movie was had was done with mastery for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a thing. I did not see this coming, and I honestly, yeah, judge for yourself. Yeah, totally judge for yourself. Give this thing a watch and see. Yeah. like if it's not for you, by all means, move on. But I, I imagine a lot of people who share a similar similar take on theater and film that I do will find something magical in this. Oh yeah, because nice. I couldn't wait to see what was coming. Me too, dude. All right, well, people, Annette is the name of the movie. If you guys haven't been listening again, that is Annette, Annette, which is on Amazon Prime. (laughs) If you're paying your subscription fee. Thank you so much for joining. We're going to go ahead and do a quick round of what you've been watching before we let you know what's going to be on our next week's episode. So Dave, you want to give everybody a recommendation of what you've been watching? I've actually, uh, since it, dropped on netflix and it had a lot of publicity recently i've been watching manifest 
Hmm. The uh, the TV show where um, some people get on a plane and the plane disappears and then reappears five years later and they land as if nothing's happened for them no time has passed and it's it's a little bit lostish I guess a little yeah, bit flash forwardish like, that sort yeah. of thing um, yeah but it's really Lost really written well like like no these these guys like the the writers of this write it re- quite realistically in reactions and it's like appropriate reactions as nice. such for certain situations uh famously it did get cancelled after season three and has just been picked up by netflix for a final season four so they are going to wrap it up and ironically uh, or quite awesomely uh netflix picked this up announced the fact that they picked this up and we're going to finish it on uh the 28th of august and the flight that went missing is flight 828 Ah, I know someone, numbers. someone at Netflix, someone at Netflix was a fucking fan. I guarantee, yeah. like the John Locke, the John Locke of Netflix, loved that. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, they were doing. Uh, John, I have been uh, extremely busy, so I didn't watch much. Dave, did I mention that I saw Paris, Texas last week? I didn't, like to talk about that at all. That was a really yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's how little movies I've been watching. I watched these, and I watched uh, <laughs> I watched the movie we were supposed to watch this week. So I'll I'll be ready to chit chat about the uh, our next film. But uh, yeah, can't wait sadly, to hear about sadly, it. Sadly, that's it. How about you, Jeff? You had three fucking weeks um, off. What did what you watch, dude? I actually I watched a lot. I actually watched well. I watched a lot of documentaries because it was always like in passing, like never really sitting down for two. Obviously, hours. not the Sparks Brothers documentary. But not the well. It's not out yet, Dave. Get <laughs> yes, out of it here. is. I thought you said I thought it was no. I thought it was coming out this fall. It's okay. out. Fuck. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I watched Val on Amazon Prime, and I, I guys get to it. Val Kilmer was an A-list movie star. Oh, yeah. Julia is a brilliant actor. He recorded his whole this. life. There's there's trauma in in there at early on with his life. He had filmed everything because his brother wanted to be a film director his brother passed away very early in his life and so he started filming his entire life that includes backstage at an off-broadway play starring him kevin bacon and sean penn in 1983 val kilmer is a legend but we only know him as the Iceman and mm. batman but he's actually a guy suffering from Tremors throat cancer. the musical he's actually a guy suffering from throat cancer with no money right now and ah. It's it's this whole journey. It's very artistically done. It's paced brilliantly. They definitely cut a lot out to cut it down to 90 minutes. It's very watchable. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Val. That is Val. the Assman. Iceman. The Assman. Fuck. The Assman. The, the Assman is a whole different thing. It's Val Kimmer, man. Get, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I recommend Val. Okay, so that is... Our Annette episode for this week. Join us on our next week's episode where we are going to be watching Sweet Girl. Girl. Sweet, Sweet Girl. Girl. First of all, it's not Fruit. next week and we're not watching it. It's <laughs> on later Thursday this week, in the midweek and we, episode. And two of us have already watched it. <laughs> Tune in for Jeff to moderate <laughs> mine and Jeff's, uh, mine and Dave's conversation on Oh the God! Everyone with me is drunk. Jason Momoa, <laughs> Netflix. It's on there. We all saw it. My vacation good. was amazing. See you soon, film. See you soon, film fans.